Merry Christmas Eve. Let's get it. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin, technical analysis, and check this out. At 30 cents exactly 13 years ago, Max Kaiser became the first major TV anchor to profile Bitcoin. Everyone who listened to Max and Stacy is now up over 17 and a half million percent. Let that sink in. Also in today's show, breaking news, Nigerians, crypto exchanges, and peer-to-peer -peer merchants brace for battle post-ban lift. That's right, major news coming out of Nigeria. Let's go. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing the next FTX. Mexi crypto exchange comes under fire for shady activities. I'll be sounding the horn. We'll also be discussing BlackRock revealing their plan to seed their spot Bitcoin ETF with $10 million on January 3rd. That's only like a week away. Let's go. Also, breaking news coming out of the Hong Kong with the spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, update from Samson Mao, I'll be sharing with you, as well as Arthur Hayes says that TradeFi can completely destroy Bitcoin with spot ETF. I'll be explaining why. Also, major news, Russia makes an unexpected Bitcoin mining move in Ethiopia, Africa. That's right. We're talking about mass adoption. Max has been calling this for a while as well. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Be sure to smash that subscribe button if you're new to the channel to receive daily premium crypto news alerts every single day, just like this. Also, be sure to smash the like and hit the bell icon because it helps out tremendously with a YouTube algorithm and it will help get more eyeballs on the channel, help ushering in that Bitcoin mass adoption, which we're all looking forward to. Let's get this mofo lit like the Christmas tree on your screen. Merry Christmas Eve. Today is December 24th, 2023. I'm your host, JV, and today is episode number 1501. So let's go. Let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. We got Bitcoin trading just shy of $43,900. We got Ether trading above 2300 Solana is one of the top gainers again for the day. Uh, up almost 18%, trading at $115. BNB pullback, Cardano barely in the green, XRP barely in the green, and AVAX up 7%, trading just above 48 Dollars And zooming out on the monthly to get a broader perspective of the market, Bitcoin is up over 17% of the month. Ether, 11.5%. So Bitcoin is outpacing Ether. We have Sol up 103% of the month. Good Lord. AVAX, 134%. Cardano, 59%. BNB, 15%. And XRP is like the only top crypto that didn't move much in the past month. Only up a, roughly a quarter percent. Still stuck at 62 cents. Doge is up 23%. Polkadot. 75%, just massive overall gainers. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, the crypto market cap sits at 1.68 trillion. The all-time high, which we hit back in November of 2021, was roughly 3 trillion, so we're more than halfway there of reclaiming that. We have a 58 billion in volume of the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance back on the decline at 51% even, and the Ether dominance declined a little as well at 16.4%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours. We got Mina up 36%, Thorchain up 21%, and Celestia uh, up just shy of 19%. Below that, Oasis Network and Multiverse and Solana. Shout out to Zero for gifting Matt 
Baker with a free MicroStrategy membership of the channel. We appreciate your kindness, Zero. You're truly amazing, and congratulations, Matt. That's what's up. Now, which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run? Let me know in the comments right down below, and I'll read your comments throughout each story uh, throughout the day. And checking out crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective of the market. I mean, if this ain't alt season, I don't know what is because virtually every major crypto is pumping a lot and in the green. This is a daily chart, man. Mina, 36%, EGLD, 18%, Solana, 18%, Uni, 15%, Celestia, 19%, Rose, 18%. Massive gainers. Rune, 17%. Now check it out when we look at the monthly. Happy holidays. I love that. Happy holidays, fam. But anyways, without further ado, let's break down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. And actually, before we even do this, I want to show you this tweet. We can see the historic price actions over Christmas Eve. In 2013, very demonic number of 666. <laughs> 2014, $323. 2015, $455. Now pay attention to the years of the halving. 2016, there was a halving. We were $899. The year preceding the halving, 2017, almost 14,000 uh, on Christmas Eve. In 2018, it was 4,000. 2019, uh, 7,300. In 2020, again, year of the halving, 23,736. The year preceding the halving, Christmas Eve, 2021, $50,822. That's what's up. Now, in 2022, it was 16,800. And this year, we're roughly $43,700. So remember to hodl. And also, over 80% of all the Bitcoin has not moved in the past six months, marking new all-time high. So shout out to all my long-term hodlers. Make some noise in the chat. Now, check this one out. At 30 cents exactly 13 years ago, Max and Stacy became the first major TV anchors to profile Bitcoin. Everyone who listened to Max and Stacy via the Kaiser Report back then is now up 17 and a half million percent. Let that sink in. And here's what Max shared. Buying Bitcoin at 30 cents, I felt it was too late because my friend OG legend Trace Meyer started buying at 10 cents. So it just goes to show you perspective, regardless of what you pay for, you're always going to beat yourself up and say, oh man, if only I would have got in back then. But lo and behold, we all get Bitcoin at the price we deserve. You know what I mean? And it's not too late. There's like less than 1% of the world has even adopted Bitcoin at this point. So we're still very early. So please, family, count your blessings. Now let's do some TA. Bitcoin stuck to a rigid trading range into the December 24th weekly close as one trader predicted a fresh Bitcoin price breakout. Here you're looking at the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView followed strictly sideways moves for Bitcoin over the weekend. These had begun into the end of the Wall Street trading week, the last before the Christmas holiday period. As Bitcoin rejected volatility, volatility off the year's final U.S. macro data. At around 43,500, Bitcoin is absolutely primed to add higher, according to analysts, credible crypto. And he argued that the recent flag trading is a sign of accumulation. Quoting him here, it really does not get much better than this, one of the posts summarized. Some final accumulation going on here before the push to 50,000 plus in my opinion, let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment. Now, market indicators resetting, he added, is also a key component needed to fuel the upside continuation. Quoting the analyst again, we have price trapped in a tight accumulation range, aggregate um, open interest hitting new local lows, which is very healthy. Coinbase spot buyers are doing their thing and funding nearly fully reset. Absolutely prime for the next leg up. 
Hopefully we get one more quick swipe into low 43,000s to fill a few more of my bids first. And lo and behold, that's kind of like where we're at. We're stuck in the 43s right now. So will we break higher and smash 50? Let me know. Order book data showed the global exchange Binance showing key resistance levels to overcome next. This lay at just shy of 45,000 on the day, corresponding to around 92 million in asked liquidity as reported by Trading Resource material indicators, as he shares here on X, fire chart shows 92 million in Bitcoin resistance stacked overhead. And adopting a contrasting perspective, material indicators co-founder Keith Allen argued that the holiday trading activity might not be sufficient for the bulls to break through. The resistance, however, may thin out should liquidity owners reallocate. Quoting him here, those roof Polls have been helped Bitcoin make a new resistance uh, S flip since October, and so prepare for that. But in my opinion, continued consolidation and or correction would be much healthier for the market. Now, with the yearly close incoming, Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is currently on track for a fairly average December. Data from statistics resource CoinGlass shows month-to-date gains at around 16% as of December 23rd, and the quarterly performance stands out, however, at 62%. So the fourth quarter has been lit. Remember, October, uh, Moonvember did not disappoint. This has already been Bitcoin's best since 2020. So another sign of the times. Now, what else we got here? Uh, Bitcoin price predictions have centered on a maximum of 48,000 prior to the key diary date for most market participants. The expected approval of the first Bitcoin spot ETF, uh, which we know is coming soon. There's a big deadline looming between January 5th and the 10th, which is only a couple of weeks out. Now, let me know your thoughts if you feel we're likely to get that ETF approval by this time. And I shared these tweets with you. Um, so we're going to be diving into our next story of the day about Nigeria, major news lifting their crypto ban. Thank you. But without further ado, let's dive into our next story of the day. We broke down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis. Now major news. Nigeria lifted their crypto ban. Nigeria being a major, uh, you know what I mean, country in Africa with a very large population and Bitcoin adoption has been booming there due to their hyperinflation of their currency. So here's the latest of what's going on in Nigeria. In a circular sent to the banks December 22nd, the Central Bank of Nigeria stated it has now lifted restrictions on Nigerian banks facilitating crypto transactions before it was completely banned. However, the crypto community anticipates competition to heat between the crypto fiat exchanges and peer-to-peer -peer merchants. Now, yeah, peer-to-peer -peer has been thriving there because you could use banks. The ban by CBN on the Nigerian bank from aiding crypto transactions made peer-to-peer -peer merchants dominant in the first place. The ban was supposed to stamp out Bitcoin and crypto use in Nigeria. Instead, the crypto community turned to peer-to-peer -peer trades or sending payments directly to each other. That's right. Now, Cointelegraph contacted stakeholders in the local crypto ecosystem to understand how the industry and the community are receiving this new development. And speaking with Cointelegraph, we had Nathaniel Luz, the co-founder and CMO of FlynnCap, stated the lifting of the ban would be a huge plus for the entire industry. He opined that the development signals that Nigeria is ready for crypto businesses to be uh, is that docimiled and operated in. Luz emphasized that with the lifting of the ban, institutional exchanges should be gearing up for the Nigerian market as their absence during the ban enabled peer-to-peer -to, -peer to go through the roof at the expense of the other crypto businesses. Just a good sign that you can't stop Bitcoin. The banks can ban it. It'll just make peer-to-peer -peer explode even more. Back to our Nigeria story here. So yeah, quoting them here. So right now it's going to be the survival of the fittest as crypto fiat exchanges and peer-to-peer -peer merchants battle for the largest crypto peer-to-peer -peer market 
in the world. Wow, so it's already the largest peer-to-peer -peer market. That's a pretty big deal. In response to whether the requirements of registration with the SEC would deter exchanges from coming into Nigeria to do business, Lust stated that while it possesses a challenge for startups to get the SEC license, he believes it will benefit the crypto sector. He goes on to explain the changes in the Nigerian banking sector in 2010 with a recapitalization policy. It led to investors acquiring some banks and some had to merge, leading to better the banking sector. And in February of 2021, uh, the Central Bank of Nigeria banned all regulated financial institutions from offering services to crypto exchanges. And what a shame, that was the same year we hit the all-time high. However, according to a circular, the Central Bank of Nigeria recognized that the increasing global demand and adoption of crypto make it unjustifiable to maintain the stringent restrictions imposed on financial institutions in 2021. So good for them lifting uh, the ban. Let me know if anyone here lives in Nigeria or in any of the African countries. Mark Harris, uh, thanks for becoming a paid member of the channel. We appreciate each and every one of your support. But anyways, let's continue because we still got a lot to cover. I appreciate all the uh, contributions, fam. Next up, major alert. I got to warn you of another exchange, which may be the next FTX. It's called Mexi. I don't know if you guys have ever used it before. I've never used it personally. And Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa and happy Hanukkah all at the same time this Christmas season. But yeah, here's the latest alert with this exchange. If you're currently using it, pay close attention. Uh, so this uh, crypto exchange, Mexi, has come under fire for allegedly locking users out of their accounts and seizing their funds. Good Lord. These actions, which the exchange claims were motivated by abnormal abnormal trading activities spark concerns from the crypto community. Many users flocked to social media in recent days to accuse them of locking them out of their accounts, seizing their funds, and failing to respond to support requests. So here's the allegations. Mexi users have recently come forward with some disturbing accusations against the exchange. The accusations started on December 16th, coupled with the lack of response from Mexi, have had investors wondering about their shady activities on the exchange. According to a post on social media, X, by a trader known as as Vita, the shady activity led to his account being locked out, his $92,000 trading profit frozen. So it's interesting how fast they are to take your money, but then when you want to take it out and withdraw it, oh no, you get your account frozen. A lot of gambling crypto sites will do this too. They'll accept all the money you want to send them, but the day you try to withdraw anything, you know, ish hits the fan. And that's all by design because these are scams. Now, the order history was also wiped out. That's not a good look. And to make matters worse, the exchange's support failed to provide a valid explanation for the account seizure, only claiming abnormal trading activity on the account. Now, Vita backed up his claim with screenshots of his conversation with their support, where the exchange acknowledged the account closure and the outcome of the investigation conducted by their team. Now, it would seem this trend has been going on for a while, with various other users complaining of them being locked out of their accounts. Vita also shared screenshots of the exchange's Telegram group, but showed similar complaints from other users, uh, quoting Vita here on X. Maxi is going shameless mode these days. Many users have complained on X that their funds are frozen and taken. I got wiped out for $92,000 worth of USDT. Good Lord, you could have had two Bitcoins and now it's frozen. That sucks. I feel sorry for this guy. I made my profit through several new trades, 5X my bag on Maxi Futures in 15 days, then my account 
was frozen. So red alert, red alert. If you're using that exchange, I'd highly recommend find yourself a new exchange. And while explaining further, Vita noted a possible explanation for the account closures. And according to the trader, Mexi is involved in shady activities, which include forging its liquidity and market making. The exchange often bets against the user's trades, playing a role of the market makers themselves. That's pretty shady. However, if a trader makes too much profit, they become a problem for the exchange. Sometimes the profit and the deficit of the exchange has to pay the trader is too big that it closes the account forthrightly. So if it doesn't want to pay you, they'll just shut you down. Problem solved. We don't got to pay you. You no longer have an account. That's messed up. The trader posted screenshots of the exchange's order books, which appeared to be thicker than the other exchanges, including Binance. However, Vita claimed this was forged by the exchange. They're basically cooking the numbers. Now, he ended the thread by urging users to exit the exchange at once, as it is currently on its way to ending up like FTX. And to add insult to injury, Mexi had failed to make any comments on the complaints on social media. And according to the exchange's terms of service, it reserves the right to taking measures and recovering any profits obtained in violation of its user agreement and privacy policy. So there you have it. Sounds like another crypto shady exchange will bite the dust. I mean, this is only going to spread like wildfire, so definitely not a good look. But anyways, family, let's break down our next story of the day. We still got a lot to cover. We just shared the latest with this alert, Mexi. If you currently have any of your crypto on that exchange, I'd highly encourage you finding a new exchange as soon as possible. Now the latest uh, with BlackRock and what is going on. Uh, here's the headline right here. BlackRock reveals the plan to seed their spot Bitcoin ETF with 10 million dollars, which is 100x their initial seed investment. And this is going to be on January 3rd. Is that like roughly a week, a week and a half out? So let's break this down. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, filed an amendment to its registration statement S1 for the spot Bitcoin ETF with the US SEC. Friday, the firm disclosed its plans to seed iShares Bitcoin Trust with $10 million on January 3rd, uh, roughly a week and a half out. The amendment details that the seed capital investor and affiliate of the trust sponsor purchased seed shares worth $100,000 for the spot Bitcoin ETF on October 27th, as I broke on this podcast, subject to conditions. The filing also outlines the redemption of the seed shares for cash and the purchase of seed creation baskets worth $10 million by the seed capital investor on January 3rd, 2024. I'll read it to you here, which is highlighted. On January 3rd, 2024, the seed shares were deemed for cash and the seed capital investor purchased the seed creation baskets comprising of 400,000 shares per share at a price of $25. The total proceeds to the trust from the sale of the seed creation baskets were $10 million. The trust purchased Bitcoin at the price of per Bitcoin with the proceeds of the seed creation basket on January 3rd, 2024. Now, Bloomberg analyst James Safart remarked on social media X that BlackRock submitted an updated amended S1 form following discussions with the SEC the day before regarding a spot Bitcoin ETF filing, sharing the following, looking like BlackRock is planning to make moves on January 3rd. They're seeding the ETF with $10 million. Let's go. And he further speculates that it could mean BlackRock is expecting to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF shortly after. And once launched, the iShares Bitcoin Trust will trade under the ticker iBit. Now, another Bloomberg analyst, Raul Chunez, commented that BlackRock expecting to seed the spot Bitcoin ETF with 10 million on January 3rd is a pretty big bump up from the 100,000 the asset manager seeded back in October. That's literally 100x. Now, Balchunez also highlighted that the SEC wants authorized participants named in the filer's upcoming S1 updates, giving them 10 days to submit it. The analyst speculates that the securities regulator aims to approve applicants who have included the AP agreement in their amended filings and have adopted the cash creation model, as he shared here. This is 
no easy last step and may keep some from starting the gate. AP agreement plus the cash creates equal approval. So that's what the SEC is looking for. Now, BlackRock has held meetings with the SEC more times than other spot Bitcoin ETF applicants over the past month. I heard actually there are now eight meetings that they have had. Now, the asset manager met with the SEC November 20th, the 28th, December 11th, December 14th, December 19th, and December 21st. BlackRock also filed three amendments to its spot Bitcoin ETF filing this December. The world's largest asset manager initially sought approval from the securities regulator for the use of an in-kind method, but failing to persuade the SEC with a revised in-kind model, BlackRock opted to embrace the cash model for its spot Bitcoin ETF. The deadline for the first spot Bitcoin ETF approval is January 10th. And some anticipate the SEC approving multiple spot Bitcoin ETFs by that date, including Galaxy Digital CEO Mike Novogratz. Now, I also wanted to share with you something Samson Mao pointed out. There's already a Bitcoin spot ETF in Hong Kong close to approval. It will draw in massive amounts of capital from mainland China. So there you have it. Now we have mass adoption coming with these ETFs in the United States. Currently, there's 13 applicants awaiting the approval from Mr. No Clarity Gary himself, chairman of the SEC. But now we also have talk of ETFs being submitted over in Hong Kong, which is a big deal. Now you may be saying, but isn't China anti-Bitcoin? No, <laughs> they used to be, but just like Nigeria used to be, but they realized they can't do anything to stop it. So check it out. You got to keep in mind, kind of like here in Puerto Rico, it's a territory of the United States. So ultimately, the United States owns this territory, but it is considered outside of the mainland of the U.S., right? It's a territory in the Caribbean. Now, very similar with Hong Kong and Macau, uh, China is the mainland, but Hong Kong's not considered the mainland. And... Uh, However, it's kind of controlled by China. And according to Samson Mao, in order for them to get the green light to start accepting applicants for the Hong Kong ETF, that means they got the approval from Beijing, China, right? Because again, just like the United States and Puerto Rico, similar with Hong Kong and China. And I got a little insights from China because I actually lived there for 13 months. I've been to Hong Kong. It's lit. It reminds me of like New York City on steroids. And I was actually there during Chinese New Year, the most lit time of the year to be anywhere in China. And it was crazy to say the least. But nonetheless, it's a coming. We also have talk of adoption in the Middle East with ETFs. So now the United States is not the only game in town. But wait, there's more. Also, El Salvador. Max dropped this bombshell the other day. They're looking to adopt their own Bitcoin ETF with Bitcoin in, Bitcoin out. Whereas in the United States, it's cash in, cash out, giving them room kind of like with derivatives to control the market. This is shady practice, but what do you expect from BlackRock and the United States government? Two shady mofos doing business together. You know what I mean? So we have game changers. We have competition. It's about to get lit. This is called game theory in full effect. All right, next we're going to discuss an ETF warning and then breaking news with Russia having a miner set up shop in Ethiopia, Africa, setting up a massive Bitcoin mining hub. And uh, then we'll do our live Q&A. So here we go. Here's the latest with the ETF warning coming from Arthur Hayes. The headline reads, Ar Arthur Hayes says TradeFi can completely destroy Bitcoin with spot ETF. Here's why. The BitMEX co-founder says that traditional finance world can gain dangerous levels of power over Bitcoin if they manage to control the spot Bitcoin ETFs. Exactly how Max was blowing the whistle 
successful. And as I share in the past two days of the podcast, let me know if you guys are paying attention. And now in his essay, the crypto veteran says, if the ETFs managed by TradeFi asset managers are too successful, they will completely destroy Bitcoin. Hayes says that for Bitcoin to survive, its coins must move around enough to generate rewards for the miners, thus keeping the network secure and decentralized. So it block rewards gradually dropping until they hit zero in the year 2140. Hayes notes that the miners will only receive Bitcoin income via fees if the network it used for transactions. However, if institutions are simply hoarding most of the coins, which we know they will, in cold storage to back their ETFs, which we know they will, Hayes says there won't be enough Bitcoin movement to generate fees and secure the blockchain. Here's what he shares. BlackRock, the world's largest trade fi asset manager, is in the asset accumulation game. They vacuum up assets, store them in a metaphorical vault, issue a tradable security, and charge a management fee for their hard work sums it up quite well. They don't use the things they hold on behalf of their clients, which presents a problem for Bitcoin if we take an extreme view of a possible future. He continues, imagine a future where the largest Western and Chinese asset managers hold all the Bitcoin in circulation. This happens organically as people confuse a financial asset with a store of value. And because of their confusion and laziness, people purchase Bitcoin ETF derivatives. Please don't do that. Derivatives are not the real thing. Rather than buying and hodling Bitcoin, Bitcoin and self-custodied wallets. Now that a handful of firms hold all the Bitcoin and have no actual use for the Bitcoin blockchain, the coins never move again. The end result is miners turn off their machines as they can no longer pay for the energy required to run them by, by, Bitcoin. Well, there you have it. What are your thoughts on that sentiment? Kind of scary, but he makes some good points. I don't agree with everything he shares there, but regarding BlackRock and the major organizations controlling Bitcoin and hoarding them, that's a given, right? And I think they'll also have all these derivatives. I mean, clearly Gary Gensler loves derivatives, don't like spot. The only spot they're going to allow is basically the in-cash kind. It's not Bitcoin in, not Bitcoin out. It just leaves more room for manipulation. So let me know your thoughts on that. Anyways, family, we still got a lot to share. Now let's break into our breaking story of the day. Rush Russia making Ethiopia a Bitcoin mining hub. This is breaking news. Uh, the, the headline reads, Russia makes an unexpected Bitcoin mining move in Africa. So let's freaking go. And uh, I actually shared this tweet. It was getting a lot of love. So I made this the headline uh, for today's story. So first and foremost, I've been blowing the whistle with some tweets from Max Kaiser. He's been sharing. I shared this on my show. This was on December 8th. So this was like a couple of weeks ago. Russia, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Iran will start doing deals in Bitcoin. Qatar knows this and is pulling the trigger on a huge Bitcoin buy for their sovereign wealth fund. And the rumor has it, they have a half a trillion dollars currently sitting in their sovereign wealth fund and they're looking to convert it into Bitcoin. But the key here I wanted to point out is that Russia will start doing deals in Bitcoin because Max has been calling this now for over five years and it's happening because now the headlines are Russia starting a Bitcoin mining hub in Ethiopia. So check this out. This tweet was February 15, 2022. Russia getting deeper into Bitcoin, as we've been reporting, would happen for five years now. That was on the back of this news, just in Russia's Ministry of Economic Development. Bitcoin miners should get lower electricity tax. Why do you think they were doing that? They were pre-framing it for what's to come, for more profits for their mining operation. Max also shared, game theory kicks in as Russia gets closer to adding Bitcoin to its balance sheet. And this was back on February 17th. 2022. So I'm showing you the receipts. Max has been calling this for many years. And that was off the back of the news. U.S. Senator Cynthia Lummis, the Fed should hold Bitcoin on its balance sheet. We call this game theory family. Now, 
He also shared, Russia, China, go bilateral, abandon the US dollar. I predicted this in 2017. This video got millions of views and disappeared for a while, then reappeared when JV shared it and then Max retweeted it. And yeah, it got 60,000 views here. So Max has been calling this and here's the headline of the video. US empire of debt will go to war to stop the emergence of the Petro UN. Max called this in 2017 and just confirmed today, China and Russia. We got more receipts. Max Kaiser in 2014 telling you exactly what will happen in 2023 between Russia and China. Don't let any U.S. politician tell you they didn't see this coming. They knew this was coming, and their response was to scorch Earth, the whole region, by setting Ukraine on fire. The headline, the U.S. dollar is a world reserve currency. Its days are numbered. This is Max back in 2014. I posted this back uh, earlier this year on March 22nd. We got 68,000 views. Now, here's some other tweets he shared. This one was on December 3rd that got a lot of attention and sparked a lot of controversy. The God Candle, a $100,000 uptick in Bitcoin is in play. It'll shift the global axis of wealth and power in one tick. I have one word for you, a 100,000 Bitcoin God Candle fans, Qatar. The rumors are getting very loud on this. Their sovereign wealth fund is rumored to be looking to buy a half a trillion dollars worth of BTC. You can see pictures with President Bukele and the Emir of uh, Qatar. And then he added an update with some clarity. My source said, Bitcoin makes our one half trillion dollar sovereign wealth fund effectively worthless. We should just convert all of it into Bitcoin. So let's go. And he also tweeted this morning, Bitcoin goes to 300,000 off the back of this news. Catherine Herridge predicts a black swan event in 2024. Could it be the next version of COVID? What are your thoughts? Quoting her here, this is a national security event with high impact that is very hard to predict. So it's like they're pre-framing us and warning us once again, like deja vu fam. But now into our Russian mining story. Russian mining uh, solutions, uh, let me rephrase that. Russian Bitcoin mining solutions provider, BitCluster, announced plans to build a 120 megawatt data center in Ethiopia and turn the country into a global mining hub. Ethiopia, let's go. The facility, which will spread over an area of 30,000 square meters in the capital, Addis Abada will be located in the borders of Kalinto High Voltage Substation. The new data center is planned to be operational in January 2024, and the transformers are currently connected. So they're looking to go ASAP. January is like one week out, family. So they're ready. Why do you think they lowered electricity costs? Put two and two together, right? BitCluster stated that the engineering and technical conditions of the data center meet the requirements of the most modern mining devices. The company also announced that the new energy infrastructure of the Kalinto High Voltage Substation will provide a facility with an uninterrupted power supply with an expected uptime of 99%. The electricity of the data center that will mine Bitcoin will be provided entirely from renewable energy. Wow, specifically from the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Damn, that's what's up. Damn, Gina. <laughs> this dam is the largest hydroelectric project in Africa with a capacity of 5.15 GW. That's pretty amazing. Now, according to the statement, the scale of the project will allow BitCluster to operate as a full-time service center, saving time and money by repairing faulty devices in-house and thus increasing mining efficiency. So this is pretty major. You already know it's about to get lit. Countries around the world all adopting Bitcoin on their own terms 
in their own way, where do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to go in 2024 off the back of all this bullishness? Let me just recap what's going on here shortly. We have Bitcoin ETF approval, likely 90% probability within the next two weeks by January 10th. We have a Bitcoin halving, which only occurs every four years, occurring in less than four months in April of this year. You have nation state adoption. There's talk of many countries adopting Bitcoin as a legal tender. Max and Samson Mao, there's at least three countries that are likely to do this in 2024. According to them, Argentina is a good candidate. Mexico could be a good candidate. Suriname, just north of Brazil, is a good candidate. Panama is a good candidate. Even Canada is a good candidate. So it's about to get lit. And then you got to add to the fact, we have sovereign wealth funds that are extremely wealthy in the Middle East, like Qatar, which currently has a half a trillion dollars in their sovereign wealth fund, looking to convert it into Bitcoin. So what happens when you have nation state adoption, sovereign wealth fund adoption, institutional adoption, the massive asset managers, they're worth over 30 trillion collectively, just the top 13 asset managers in the world that have their ETF applications in with Gary Gensler. So it's about to get lit. And add on top of that, if that wasn't bullish enough, supply shock. There's only roughly 2 million Bitcoin available on the exchanges. BlackRock alone is gonna need a million of them. Where, where's everyone going to get their Bitcoin from, family? Let that sink in. And with that being shared, now let's dive into our live Q&A. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.